are you getting wet all over? All right. This is, there we go, this is season two, episode 56. And it's Tuesday, March 30th, January, February, March. There's 31 days in March. Did you wash your face? Okay, Micah, help Hope be able to wash her face. Hope, you got to brush your hair too. Thank you, Micah. Be nice. Uh, we are going to worship the Lord today with Psalms 42. Luke 5, Malachi 2, Proverbs 30. Oh, Daddy, would you please help Hope wash her face and brush her hair? You got it. Thanks. Psalms 42. Micah, that wasn't really your best helping. Okay. Psalm 42, oh, they consider Psalm 42 to 72, book 2 of Psalms. Okay. As the deer pants, longs for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. I thirst for God, the living God. When can I go and stand before him? Day and night, I have only tears for food. When my enemies continually taunt me, saying, Where is this God of yours? My heart is breaking, how I remember, as I remember how it used to be. I walked among the crowds of worshipers, leading a great procession to the house of God, singing for joy and giving thanks amid the sound of a great celebration. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise Him again my Savior and my God. Now I am deeply discouraged, but I will remember you, even from distant Mount Hermon, the source of the Jordan, from the land of Mount Mizar, I hear the tumult of the raging seas as your waves and surging tides sweep over me. But each day the Lord pours his unfailing love upon me, and through each night I sing his songs, praising the God who gives me life. O oh God, my rock, I cry. Why have you forgotten me? Why must I wander around in grief, oppressed by my enemies? Their taunts break my bones. They scoff. Where is this God of yours? Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. Luke chapter 5, thanks daddy, says, okay, you're going to hear about the first disciples, Jesus healing a man with leprosy, Jesus healing a paralyzed man, Jesus calling Levi, who was Matthew, and don't take that from him, no, he's been sitting there playing nice, Hope, I expect better from you, good girl. Okay, the first disciples. Are you ready, Luke? Ready. Okay. One day, as Jesus was preaching on the shore 
of the Sea of Galilee. Great crowds pressed into him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two, say two, empty boats at the water's edge. Two. <laughs> he saw two boats. For the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one, he got in one boat. Jesus asked Simon, its owner, oh, put that away, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. Put it in the trash hope. When he finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master Simon replied, We worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And at this time, Let the net go to the... Go to the white side, and then you get a lot of fish. Good girl. This time their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. Don't do the parrot right now. When Simon Peter realized what had Hi. happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh, Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. Now you're going to hear about Jesus healing a man with leprosy. In one of the villages. He told that disciple, don't yourself in the river seven times. That was Nahum. Naaman. This is a man, different man. In one of the villages, Jesus met a man with an advanced case of leprosy. When the man saw Jesus, he bowed with his face to the ground. Hope, if you touch it again, you're getting a spanking. You understand? Begging to be healed. Lord, he said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said. Be healed. And instantly, the leprosy disappeared. Guys, this is a supernatural healing, and it's an instant healing. Did you catch it? Then Jesus instructed him not to tell anyone what had happened. He said, go to the priest and let him examine you. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. This will be a public testimony that you have been cleansed. But despite Jesus' instructions, the report of his power spread even faster, and the vast crowds came to hear him preach and to be healed of their diseases. But Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. Oh, one day, don't play the book right now, sweetie. Jesus heals a paralyzed man. Good girl. One day, while Jesus was teaching, some Pharisees and teachers of religious law were sitting nearby. It seemed that these men showed up from every village in all Galilee and Judea, as well as from Jerusalem, and the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man 
on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside to Jesus. You know what? These are some good friends because you were not supposed to get near. Um, well, I guess a, a leprosy. Oh, this is he's going to be healing a paralyzed man. For some reason, I read that as leprosy. They're still a really good friend. They tried to take him inside to Jesus. You're not listening. Listen. Listen. But they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So they went up to the roof and took out some tiles. Can you imagine if a man dropped down from her ceiling? No. First of all, they would have to tear the ceiling off. And not kill the man as they were lowering him. They lowered the sick man on his mat down into the crowd right in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, Young man, your sins are forgiven. But the Pharisees and teachers of religious law said to themselves, Who does he think he is? That's blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew what they were thinking, so he asked them, Why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk? So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man, Stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. And immediately, as everyone watched, the man jumped up, picked up his mat, and went home, praising God. Hallelujah. So was this a natural healing or a supernatural healing? Supernatural. Supernatural, because it's spirit. And then, was it right away, or was it delayed? It was right away. Everyone... I just think you need to just think a second before you answer. Everyone was gripped with great wonder and awe, and they praised God, exclaiming, We have seen amazing things today. You're going to hear about how Jesus calls Levi now. Later, as Jesus left the town, he saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Levi got up, left everything, and followed him. Later, Levi held a banquet in his home with Jesus as the guest of honor. Many of Levi's fellow tax collectors and other guests also ate with them. But the Pharisees and their teachers of religious law complained bitterly to Jesus' disciples. Why do you eat and drink with such scum? Jesus answered them, Healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they're righteous, but those who know they are sinners and need to repent. Oh, one day, this is about fasting. Some people said to Jesus, John the Baptist's disciples fast and pray regularly. So do the disciples of the Pharisees. Why are your disciples always eating and drinking? Jesus responded, do wedding guests fast while celebrating with the groom? Of course not. But someday the groom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. I, you know, you don't hear too much about John the Baptist's disciples, like at his following. But I guess you hear a little bit about them. Then Jesus gave them this illustration. No one tears a piece of cloth from a new garment and uses it to patch an old garment. You have fruitcake. 
For then the new garment would be ruined, and the new patch wouldn't even match the old garment. You could have vegetables instead. And no one puts new wineskin in old wineskins, for the new wine would burst the wineskin, spilling the wine and ruining the skins. New wine, not one I'm reading, must be stored with new wineskins, in new wineskins, but no one who drinks the old wine seems to want the new wine. The old is just fine, they say. You want buckle? You want buckle? Okay, this is Malachi 2. This is a warning for the priests. Listen, you priests, this command is for you. Listen to me and make up your minds to honor my name, says the Lord of Heaven's armies, or I will bring a terrible curse against you. I will curse even the blessings you receive. Indeed, I have already cursed them. Because you have not taken my warning to heart. I will punish your descendants and splatter your faces with the manure from your festival sacrifices. And I will throw you on the manure pile. Then at last you will know it was I who sent you this warning. Wow, that's big, Micah. So that my covenant with the Levites can continue, says the Lord of Heaven's armies. The purpose of my covenant with the Levites was to bring life and peace, and that is what I gave them. This required a reverence from them, and they greatly revered me and stood in awe of my name. They passed on to the people the truth of the instructions they received from me. They did not lie or cheat. They walked with me, living good and righteous lives, and they turned many from the sin, lives of sin. The words of the priest's lips should preserve knowledge of God, and people should go to him for instruction. But for the priest is the messenger of the Lord of Heaven's armies. But you priests have left God's path. Your instructions have caused many to stumble into sin. You have corrupted the covenant I made with the Levites, says the Lord of Heaven's armies. So I have made you despised and humiliated in the eyes of all the people. For you have not obeyed me, but have shown favoritism in the way you carry out my instructions. This is a message for fathers here. Share with everyone. It's, um, the words of a priest's lips should preserve knowledge of God. People should go to him for instruction, for the priest is the messenger of the Lord of Heaven's armies. This is... Did you guys hear what I said? What? About the message for dads. Uh, okay. Fathers are the priests of the home, right? Yeah. And God says the words of a priest's lips should preserve knowledge of God. People should go to him for instruction. For the priest is the messenger 
of the Lord of Heaven's armies. Now you're going to hear God's call to faithfulness. Are we not all children of the same Father? Are we not all created by the same God? Then why do we betray each other, violating the covenant of our ancestors? Judah has been unfaithful, and a detestable thing has been done in Israel and in Jerusalem. The men of Judah have defiled the Lord's beloved sanctuary by marrying women who worship idols. Don't ever marry a woman who worships idols, who doesn't call Jesus her Lord and Savior. You need a woman who calls Jesus Lord and Savior. Hopi, you need a husband who calls Jesus the king of his heart. Oh, how you and Daddy married. Mm-hmm. May, may the Hi. Lord cut Hi. off you convert your wife a baby. before you get married. What's a baby, Mom? Well, Daddy, baby? that's what happened with married. your father. But he did love baby. Jesus by the time I married him. May the Lord cut off from the nation of Israel every last man who has done this, and yet brings an offering to the Lord of Heaven's armies. Here's another thing you do. You cover the Lord's altar with tears, weeping and groaning, because he pays no attention to your offerings, and doesn't accept them with pleasure. You cry out, why doesn't the Lord accept my worship? Well, I'll tell you why. Because the Lord witnessed the vows you and your wife made when you were young, but you've been unfaithful to her. Though she remained your faithful partner, the wife of your marriage vows. Didn't the Lord make you one with your wife and body and spirit? You are his. And what does he want? Godly children from your union. Oh. What kind of vows do you have to make in a marriage? That you're loyal to each other. You'll help each other in sickness and in, even in sickness. In a, in a godly marriage, you say you'll help the spouse get closer to God. You'll protect her. Provide for her. Um, so this is the reason God makes people marry. I don't really think I want a big wedding party, though. Okay. Because I'm not very good at being in front of people. Oh. Okay. I don't know if I know that. Ah! He says, Godly children from your union is what he wants for marriage. Hi. So guard your Hi. heart. Remain loyal to the wife of your youth. Hi. For I hate divorce, says the Lord, the God of Israel. Hi. Hi. To divorce your wife is to overwhelm her with cruelty, says the Lord of heaven's Hi. armies. So guard your heart and do not be unfaithful to your wife. You've wearied the Lord with your words. Have we wearied him enough? You've wearied him by saying that all who do evil are good in the Lord's sight, and he is pleased with them. You've wearied him by asking, where is the God of justice? Now I need to send this to somebody. That Ian, why is your email on? In the Can I shut it off? Do you use this to check your email? It's, it's just that I worry about deleting it by, or, like, I don't know if it show if I say, I clicked it here and it, then you don't see it there, you know, or something. I'm just going to shut it off. So that, let's see, so I don't mess it up by accident. How do you live in that? 
just had to send a verse to somebody. Proverbs 30. Proverbs 30. You guys ready to grow in wisdom? Okay, then pay attention. The sayings of Agur, son of Jekah, contain this message. Son of Jekah from Massa. Hmm. I am weary, O God. I am weary and worn out, O God. I am too stupid to be human, and I lack common sense. I've not mastered human wisdom, nor do I know the Holy One. But who who but God goes up to heaven and comes back down? Who holds the wind in his fists? Who wraps up the ocean in his cloak? Who has created the whole wide world? What is his name and his son's name? Tell me if you know. Every word of God. Hope. Hope. Hope, I asked you not to play it when we're doing reading. Thank you, sweetie. You gotta listen. Good girl. Every word of God proves true. He is a shield to all who come to him for protection. Do not add to his words, or he may rebuke you and expose you as a liar. Oh God, I beg two favors from you. Let me have them before I die. First, help me never to tell a lie. Second, give me neither poverty nor riches. Give me just enough to satisfy my needs. For if I grow rich, I may deny you and say, Who is the Lord? And if I am too poor, I may steal and thus insult God's holy name. Never slander a worker to the employer. For the person will curse you, and you will pay for it. I guess I should take that thing away too. It's been going this whole time. They're not listening when it's on. Micah and Kate are listening, I think. Some people curse their father and do not thank their mother. Thank you, Micah. They are pure in their own eyes, but they're filthy and unwashed. They look proudly around, casting disdainful glances. They have teeth like swords and fangs like knives. They devour the poor from the earth and the needy from among humanity. The leech has two suckers that cry out, more, more. 
Oh, in some um, versions it says the leech has two daughters who cry out, give, give. There are three things that are never enough. No, four. That say, never say enough. The grave, the barren womb, a thirsty desert, and the blazing fire. The eye that mocks a father and despises a mother's instructions will be plucked out by ravens of the valley and eaten by vultures. There are three things that amaze me. No, four things that I don't understand. How an eagle glides through the sky. How a snake slithers on a rock. How a ship navigates the ocean. How a man loves a woman. An adulterous woman consumes a man, then wipes her mouth and says, What's wrong with that? There are three things that make the earth tremble. No, four it cannot endure. A slave who becomes a king. An overbearing fool who prospers. A bitter woman who finally gets a husband. A servant girl who supplants her mistress. Okay. There are four things on earth that are small, but unusually wise. Ants. They aren't strong, but they store up food all summer. Hyraxes. Or they're also called rock badgers. For big leaves. They aren't powerful, but they make their homes among the rocks. Locusts. They have no king, but they march in formation. I want to do Lizards. They're easy to catch, but they're found even in kings' palaces. There are three things that walk with stately stride. Well, in humans. I caught one. I caught one coming There are three things that walk with stately stride. No, four that strut about. The lion, king of the animals, who won't turn aside for anything. The strutting rooster, a male goat. A king as he leads his army. If you've been a fool by being proud or plotting evil, cover your mouth in shame. As the beating of cream yields butter, and striking the nose causes bleeding, so stirring up anger causes quarrels. What?